What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner, and today I've got a very important topic to discuss with you, and that is the dark side of tracking macros. Now, I'm not going to pick on macros specifically, but we're going to talk about something that needs to be discussed more, which is the disordered eating behaviors that can happen as a result of extreme dieting or just dieting in general. It doesn't necessarily have to be extreme. Um, If you are not familiar with macros, I would highly recommend going back and listening to episode 120, which I break down how to calculate and track your macros so you can understand what they are and how to implement them if you would like to go that direction. Um, I am going to talk about the dark side of macros. So tracking macros, tracking calories, this is just a tool, one single tool in the toolbox that can be used to create awareness around portion sizes, food labels, ratios of protein, carbs, and fats, and how that sits with you as an individual because we are all different. So trying to come up with like one standard calculation across the board is highly ineffective. We all have different needs and the macro ratios for you as an individual are going to be unique to you as an individual. And that will change over time as you evolve and maybe your priorities change, your goals change, your lifestyle, your schedule, the stress in your life. It is a moving target and it's also not an exact science. Um, Being able to like weigh and log your food while it does give us a sense of how many calories you're consuming, how many grams of protein, carbs, and fats, there is a margin of error. There is human error. There is also food labeling error. So it is not an exact science, but as a tool, it can be very effective for some people. Um, Most of the time, like I said, it's more of just an awareness of kind of noticing some of the low-hanging fruit. For example, somebody who's never tracked macros before, when they start to get into it, they might find that their portion sizes are way too big or way too small. Uh, They might find that they are significantly under-eating protein or significantly over-eating fats or carbs Whatever the case may be, it is just a tool to create awareness and then start to understand like food labels and and being more cognizant of what's actually in the food that you're consuming. So for all of those reasons, I think that in certain contexts, macros are highly effective. It's something that we use in our coaching for certain individuals. Not everybody tracks, uh, but we do have some clients that love to track. They like the control that it gives them, the stability, um, and just it kind of becomes routine. And I'm going to talk about the dark side of macros because something that comes up very frequently and something that I experienced personally is an over-rotation on the numbers. It's where we become so obsessed with tracking and weighing and measuring every single bite of food that goes into our mouth and it almost becomes a, like I said, an obsession. Like we can't exist without the numbers. Like all of a sudden, if we can't track a restaurant meal or if we are at a birthday party and we can't track everything exactly and we can't weigh and measure and we don't know the exact number of calories and and these the macro splits like all of a sudden we get this crippling anxiety or we feel like it's a total failure and there's no why even bother trying like let's just eat everything in sight because we can't track it so who cares anyway 
And these are some red flags of disordered eating behaviors when it comes to uh, just your nutrition plan in general. It doesn't even have to be in the in the context of dieting, although that is super common. The more that we restrict and deprive ourselves, the more likely we are to develop disordered eating behaviors. So, but tracking in and of itself can become an obsession, even if you're at like maintenance calories, uh, which you know you're not actively dieting. You're just trying to maintain that can become an obsession as well. Like I said, just from the standpoint of becoming so obsessed with hitting all of your macros down to the gram, feeling like you need to control every little thing that goes into your mouth, uh, judging yourself based on whether you hit your macros perfectly or not. And this is the dark side of macros that not a lot of people talk about, but it is so freaking common. I can tell you that I have this conversation at least once per day probably more, but at least once per day of somebody who reaches out and they got into tracking macros and found it to be a great tool for awareness. And then all of a sudden it ha- it, it, they took it too far. It became an obsession. It started to rule their, their life. Their, it started to take away from their peace of mind. They started to think about food all the time. They started to think about the numbers all the time. And one thing that we see very commonly with, with macros is that we have the tendency to ignore our body's signals, which are so important. But because we become so data-driven and so numbers-driven, we all of a sudden lose that connection to what is our body telling us. So let's say you've got macro targets for the day and let's say you just hit all of your numbers. Like you you did a good job, you hit your numbers, congratulations. But then you get hit with this like ravenous feeling of hunger and you're like, oh my God, what do I do? I hit my macros. I have no food left for the day, but I'm like starving. I'm, I have this ravenous feeling of hunger and it's like, well, I hit my number so I can't eat anymore. Right, So now we're ignoring what our body is telling us just for the sake of hitting an arbitrary number that really doesn't mean that much. It's just kind of a guideline or a framework. But all of a sudden now, the, the signal that truly matters, the signal of hunger that truly matters, uh, we ignore it because we're just living by the numbers. On the flip side of that, you may have a day where you are not hungry. And let's say you've got 100 grams of carbs left to hit your numbers for the day, but you're just sitting there and it's eight o'clock at night and you're totally full. But you got to hit your numbers, right? You want to be compliant. You want to be a good client. You, It's human nature to want to comply. We want to be told that we did a good job. We want to put in the work, right? We want to commit. We said we were going to do this. So now how do we get in that 100 grams of carbs before bedtime, even though we're not hungry, usually it's not going to be the best quality of food. But more importantly, we're ignoring the signal of satiety that our body is communicating with us. So now again, we're, we're disregarding the most important signal just for the sake of hitting numbers. Now, the diet industry plays to this fact because they'll tell you if you do a coaching program uh, that's macro driven and it's not real coaching, it's, if it's not a real coaching program, in other words, they don't care about the individual. It's just kind of a, a one-size-fits-all approach. It's just hit your macros and have a nice week. Um, that is not real coaching. But if you, there, there are plenty of programs out there like that. And if you don't hit your numbers, the response that you'll get is 
do a better job at hitting your numbers. So now all of a sudden it's reinforcing that mindset that hitting your numbers means you did a good job and not hitting your numbers means you're a failure. And now it's just reinforcing those disordered eating behaviors that you're starting to develop because you're like, well, I have to hit my numbers at all costs. I don't care what my body is telling me. I know that if I hit my numbers, um, I'm compliant. And if I don't, I'm a failure. And it just, again, reinforces the uh, the kind of thought process that we don't have to listen to what our body is telling us, that all we have to do is follow these arbitrary numbers. And who's to say if those are even the right numbers for you? Well, I'll tell you who says it, your body says it. And if your body is saying this is not the right fit, then you should probably pay attention. But again, that this is where the dark side of macros come into play and also why some of these coaching programs are so dangerous and, and so damaging because it reinforces that disordered eating. So now all of a sudden you literally feel like uh, you're just following numbers and and that's it. That's all that matters. And you become obsessed with being perfect. Um if you start to notice that that's happening, uh, that is a major red flag. That is a major red flag that needs to be dealt with because, like I said, your body is the one that knows best. And by not listening to it, you're fighting against it. And by fighting against it, you're, you're playing a losing battle. You are trying to win a battle that is not going to be winnable. <laughs> that's just the fact. Like You can fight against your body for so long, eventually your body will win. And not to mention how damaging it is to only live by numbers and not feel like you have any freedom. Now, here's where there's like some sneaky marketing because a lot of people who live and die by macros will say that, oh, macros provide flexibility because you can go out and you can enjoy you know, a couple drinks and you can have birthday cake and you can have pizza and you can have anything you want, just make it fit your macros. So again, it's like this false freedom. It's basically saying like you could do whatever you want with the caveat of it has to fit your macros. So now you're still playing this, this mental food obsession game where let's say you do go out and you want to be social and you're hanging out with friends and you're having a couple of drinks. Are you really present or are you thinking about how many calories, how many macros, um, how do I estimate this pizza, how, you know, there's a million different entries for a burger uh, in my fitness pal, how do I know which one is correct, um, did I have two drinks or three drinks, oh my god, I can't even remember, how many calories is that going to be, what do I, how do I still hit my macros, right, there's this mental game that's going on in your head that is taking you away from what actually matters, which is being present with your friends or family or whatever the context is. But the most important thing in that moment is to actually be in the moment. And if you're constantly thinking about how do you track this and is it going to derail your progress and what's the scale going to say the next day, um, now you are living by the numbers and it's taking over your life. It is taking you know quality of life away. It is taking away peace of mind. And you know when I talk about dietary freedom, that's something that I preach about constantly because it's so important because having the freedom to not need to worry about tracking, um, to not need to worry about, uh, is this derailing my progress? Is this off plan? Um, am I non-compliant? Am I a failure? Like 
taking away all of those thoughts and just being able to live and enjoy the moment while also making progress. Again, sometimes we feel like we have to make this choice of either I'm going to be super diligent and I'm going to track everything and I'm going to stay, you know, dialed in completely on my macros or I get to like live my life and be social and have that freedom, but I don't get the results to go with it. That is totally not true. That is a false message. Again, like I talk about the diet industry and the the sneaky marketing, like this is one of those things where it doesn't have to be a choice of one or the other. You can have both. And that doesn't mean that there aren't sacrifices that need to be made, but there are ways to have balance where you can truly have the freedom of not stressing about how many calories are in, are in the foods that you're eating and you can literally just make choices that make you feel your best and you can make choices based off of context. So if I am on like date night with my girlfriend, I know that I'm going to have, you know, a fun drink, uh, maybe two, maybe three, depends on the situation. I'm going to order like we eat a lot, so we're going to order. We've actually been known on occasion uh, to have the server pull up an extra table for us for just the two of us because we order a lot of food. Um, We both have big appetites. And I know like I am not going to give two flying fucks about how many calories are in the food that I'm eating. It doesn't matter. It doesn't derail my progress. I am able to enjoy the moment and the experience and the food and all of the things that go with it and not think twice about how many calories are in the cocktail or how many calories are in the appetizer or whatever the case may be. I still live lifestyle lean because I do care about physical results and I do care about health. Um, And I'm able to find that balance for myself. And it looks different for everybody. But I say there are still sacrifices that need to be made. I don't get to do that every single night. I don't get to just, you know, throw everything out the window and say, fuck it, like I'm going to eat whatever and as much as I possibly can and all of that. Like, no, I am strategic and thoughtful and intentional about my nutrition. However, I know that it's just as important to have that peace of mind and dietary freedom as it is to have the physical results. So I say this all the time and I believe it to be true from the bottom of my heart. I find that any physical transformation that doesn't have the dietary freedom to go with it will not last. And and that's just in my experience, having now worked with well over a thousand people Um, I've been a part of some amazing transformations, some incredible transformations, and they all include the mindset part of it, the the dietary freedom. Um, We actually just did an interview in our Facebook group with, with a client who just turned 58. She has lost 30 pounds, is absolutely killing it. And when we were talking to her on our Facebook Live, uh, the, the biggest takeaway was that it was the mindset. She was like, you know, the, the freedom, the peace of mind, the not having to stress about food and just knowing what makes me feel my best and how to get the results that I want. But like being able to go out with her girlfriends and, and have some drinks and being able to enjoy, you know, good food when she wants it. Um, that is the key. So when I talk about like the dark side of tracking macros, it's this obsession. It's this constant need to be perfect. It's the controlling nature of the numbers and ignoring our body. Um, I can speak from from personal anecdote with my own journey, um, it got really bad for me. Um, I 
would avoid being social. I would not go out. I would lie to my friends. I would lie to myself. I would lie to my family. Um, they would ask about my eating behaviors and I would just deflect and deny. Um, I would tell my friends that I was sick or that I just didn't have the time because I didn't want to be put in a situation where I couldn't track and weigh everything perfectly. Um, I lost out on a lot of life experience because of dieting, because of this need to be perfect. And, and it was all just this this false sense of control of if I do this, then I'm going to get a result that I want. But at what cost? You know, and, and the cost was was quality of life and life experience and memories and, you know, being able to connect with people that I love. Um, I can't get that time back. But what I can do is use that information to make better decisions moving forward, which is what I did. Um, I used those experiences to say that I never wanted to experience that that diet prison ever again. I needed to break free from that. And it was a it was a long road, but it was worth it to get to the other side and the dietary freedom that I have now knowing that I can do all of the things that I want. I can, I can travel, I can go out, I can see friends, I can see family, I can have date nights, I can, you know, order in, um, you know, when we order pizza and, you know, and the kids have pizza, like I can take part in that. It's, it's the freedom and the peace of mind that is the, the true value. Um, but I think that we need to talk more about the, the, implications and the damage that happens as a result of being too focused on macros and trying to be too perfect. And, and like I said, this there's a lot of marketing out there that is kind of sneaky where it's like, hey, you can have freedom. You just have to track everything. And there's this other idea that a lot of coaches who are not as equipped to handle like real human behavior change, who will just say something along the lines of, uh, it's okay that you went off track, just just get back on track and do better next time, uh, which isn't as bad. It's still not you know great coaching, but it's not as bad as some of the messaging out there. But it also reinforces the fact that there is such thing as off plan and off track, and it does make you feel bad for those decisions. So even though it's not the intent is not to make you feel bad. Uh, subconsciously, it's like setting that standard that yes, yes, because you didn't hit your macros or yes, because you overate or yes, because you decided to have a few drinks and you couldn't track it and, and you just decided to say, fuck it, like that was a negative thing. That was a bad thing. It's just kind of reinforcing the good versus bad behavior. One of the things that I look at is when we have those moments, when we have those fuck it moments, when we overeat, when we decide that we just want to get drunk and have a good time, like that part, that's, that's the best learning opportunity, um, I find, than just being perfect on your macros uh, because we get to learn what happens. Like why, why are we not compliant on the plan? Maybe it's just not the right plan. Maybe it's too restrictive. Maybe we're not feeling enough flexibility or freedom and it's causing us to have this reaction. Like it's the, so the off plan, the quote unquote off plan is actually part of the plan because it allows us to learn and use that information to make the best decisions moving forward. And sometimes that decision is going to be, you know what? I just want to have a few drinks and not track anything. And that is part of the plan. There's no longer this on or off track, this good versus bad, this pass fail. Uh, there's a lot of companies out there that literally tell you like to your face, if you didn't hit your macros, like you get a failing grade. It's basically like right there for you to see, uh, showing you that, hey, you weren't compliant. They never asked the question like why, uh, 
looking at the plan itself, maybe it's just not the right plan. If you can't stay compliant, maybe there's a disconnect and they're just doing something that's not the right fit for you. But we always look at our own, you know, we look at ourselves and we're like, well, shit, I have to, I just have to be more compliant. I have to be more disciplined. I need more willpower. Uh, no, you're actually being set up to fail. And then you're blaming yourself, which just creates this negative feedback loop, which feeds in to the disordered eating behaviors that, that dieting can create or that macros can create. Um, again, this is not to paint macros in this like horrible, like stay away type of picture. They can be super effective in the right context, but it also needs to come with quality coaching. Uh, and that's, I feel like, the missing link for a lot of people. Uh, so again, this is something that I see daily. So I felt like it needed to be said. And I feel like this message needs to be put out there more because there's just not enough people talking about the potential ramifications of you know, having food control you or having data control you. A lot of people talk about the scale and, you know, oh, you step on the scale, it's a couple pounds up and it ruins your day. So now the number is controlling you. That's, that's a great example of this like disordered relationship with data. It's the same thing with tracking macros. It can become just as damaging, if not more, where you are literally living and dying by the numbers and ignoring your body and ignoring your social life and ignoring that quality of life and experience and peace of mind and all the things that come with dietary freedom and all of that goes out the window because you feel this intense pressure to comply and just hit your numbers at all costs. So um, I want to bring more awareness to some of these issues. And I think it's important that we talk about it, that I bring it up. And um, so I hope this was helpful. Uh, like I said, there there is a way out. There is a way out. And it, it's not uh, just a quick fix. It's not an overnight process, but it does take work and it takes commitment to, you know, just like anything else, we have to practice and we have to go through um, the experience of, you know, realizing that, yeah, when I did this, um, you know, I made this decision and I had a good time and I enjoyed some good food and life still goes on. And it wasn't any, I didn't do anything wrong. There's nothing to feel guilty about, but we actually have to rewrite that narrative because it's been, it's been written for us. And then we play it over and over in our mind and it becomes our truth. We have to challenge those thoughts and we have to rewrite that narrative, which can take time because sometimes we start to rewrite it. And then it's like, you know, we go back to default. We, we start to make some progress, but then that same old story comes up again and we fall back into that old pattern. Uh, so it takes that. It takes, you know, falling back into the old pattern and recognizing it and then trying to challenge that thought process again and, and just creating that new narrative in your mind about, you know, quote unquote off plan. This is actually part of the plan. Um, it also helps to, to have a true coach that can walk you through that process, that can uh, help you understand the perspective, that can reframe some of those stories and help you rewrite some of those narratives to come up with a better solution and get you to the other side of dietary freedom where you do have that peace of mind. Um, I highly recommend you guys check out our Facebook group so you can see the interview uh, with Cindy who had an amazing transformation. Like I said, 30 pounds, age 58. And for me, the biggest takeaway was the dietary freedom. 
freedom. Um, our Facebook group is called The Personality Diet and Neurotype Training. Uh, we do free videos every single Monday, free trainings every single Monday, uh, Monday evenings, and there's just a ton of amazing content in there and free resources. So um, highly recommend everybody join the group. Um, please let me know if this episode, if this message resonates with you. I know this is something that is very um, important to me personally because of my own experience, but also in seeing other people go through it on a daily basis. And like that is really at the heart of our coaching, which is, yes, we create some amazing physical transformations. The thing that makes me the most proud is that we attach dietary freedom to every single one of those transformations so that we know we're setting up each individual for a lifetime of success and not just a temporary result. And that to me is the heart of everything that we do at POP. So um, please let me know if this message resonates. Just uh, shoot me a DM or uh, screen grab this episode and post it to your stories. And you can always tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. Had to think about it for a second there. But um, I appreciate you guys listening and I will talk to you all very soon.